What's up, guys? My name is Leif Farneson, and you're listening to episode 63 of the Vegan Gym Podcast. My brother and I are vegan fitness coaches and bodybuilders who started this podcast as part of our mission to show the world that vegans are strong, healthy, compassionate badasses who are leading the charge against chronic disease, animal abuse, and climate change. We've had the opportunity to help thousands of vegans reach their fitness goals, but we're just getting started. Our goal is to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives. So if you believe in challenging the status quo and showing the world how badass veganism really is, then this podcast is for you. With that, I'd like to introduce my brother, my co-host for this podcast, Anders. What's going on, man? Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Dude, we're literally sitting. This is the weirdest setup we've ever had for it a is podcast. Very, it feels very weird. <laughs> if, right if you guys are watching our YouTube channel, you'll see it. But uh, for those that are just listening, we're just like lounging on chairs, holding our mics in our hands, completely out of our element. But yeah. it, it it's pretty sweet. You know, it's yeah. like it's amazing that we're able to do these things on on the go. And uh, we've actually finally has had an opportunity to uh, to record this podcast just because we've been extremely busy. The past That's been two a weeks. crazy two weeks, and we tried to record the podcast. It was too windy outside, and then we uh, tried to record it inside, and there were like people working on the house. And well, stuff. well, yeah. The, the day after <laughs> we tried like, to record, crazy. The day after we tried to record outside, uh, our aunt and uncle, which we were staying at, there the painters came, and then they've just been there ever since that we've yeah. been there. So and painting doesn't sound aggressive, but they've been like rebuilding the, part of the house. <laughs> yeah, that and power washing has just been crazy. So yeah. we haven't really been able to get a good uh, area for sound for this podcast. But now we're here. And uh, what are we really talking about this podcast? Well, we want to get you guys up to speed because uh, we did a pretty big race uh, almost two weeks ago now. And uh, we just kind of want to uh, kind of reflect on that, uh, talk about kind of lessons learned, uh, how the whole thing went, and uh, just kind of go from there. So uh, we ended up uh, racing Boulder, uh, the Ironman triathlon, the 70.3 uh, at Boulder, and that was about two weeks ago, this two Saturdays ago. And uh, we had a, an awesome time. Yeah. It was a, a super cool event. And uh, the, the, uh, the coolest part about it was the the group that we had yeah. uh, that, that joined us with it. So yeah. it was us two, so Leifen Honors, our, our dad, our cousin, uh, our, our past client and really good friend David and our really good friend Will. Uh, so we had quite the crew uh, yeah. running out there with us and uh, it was it was such an awesome yeah. experience. Yeah, it was super cool, and uh, we all finished, which was uh, yeah. amazing. So uh, we, we all were, survived. Yeah, we all survived. <laughs> I was pretty intimidated, as you guys know, uh, if you've been kind of listening to the podcast about the swim. Like that was uh, kind of really scary to me because I'm a very weak swimmer, and uh, it's definitely something that I'm trying to work on. But it hasn't. Uh, it didn't really fully come together <laughs> in time for uh, our race, but. Anyways, um, I ended up uh, getting it done. It was actually a few minutes longer than it took me the first time I did yeah. it, like eight years ago. Uh, but I still finished uh, just under one hour, and the cutoff is an hour and ten. So I hey, golden. <laughs> I just kind of snuck frame. in there. <laughs> yeah, and actually, uh, the first uh, half Ironman that I did eight years ago, I was um, I pretty much the last person out of the water, and I think uh, there were about – 
40 or 50 people who were behind me yeah uh which is kind of surprising <laughs> this this was but, a big race there was yeah, like 2500 people right it, yeah it was uh something like 2500 i think it was 2300 it, it, it was ridiculous huge. uh like i i felt so good the day before the race i felt so good the morning of we got to the the location of the swim and i tell you what when i when i checked in i got all my stuff to my my bike and i walked over to the beach when I saw all those people, I immediately started getting the butterflies. I was just like, yeah. I was like, holy crap, this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> like good butterflies or like super nervous? Both. You know, it's like, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect with all those people in the water. And then also I was like, all this training today's, a, I get the same feeling between before a bodybuilding competitions, you know, it's like before you step on stage, you get this like queasy feeling of excitement. And then yeah. also like, I don't know what to expect and I don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, when it, when it goes, you just like, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome feeling, uh, yeah. it, but it's, it's kind of like nerve wracking as you start, uh, to work towards that, that start, yeah. that start line. So, yeah, I kind of, I was really nervous, like the few days leading up, especially as I was, uh, I had shipped my bike out, uh, for the event. So I, uh, was nervous about like getting it and like putting it all together, making sure all the pieces were there. Not having to glue it back together. Yeah. <laughs> make sure it didn't get like beat up or yeah. broken in half through uh transit. But anyways, everything was perfectly fine. And, uh, which I was super happy about. And, um, so we set up like our transition area and then we walked over to, uh, uh, start to swim in the Boulder reservoir. And I got really, um, I was pretty nervous, like walking up to the start line, yeah. but then as we were like, uh, getting up to like the water because they, um, they were doing kind of a staggered start. They were, uh, letting people off like every two seconds or yeah. three seconds or something so like that. They, they did something different, which, uh, I'm not, you're, you could probably explain it better with the, uh, not by age. It's was yeah. by, by time. It was. Yeah. So, uh, they, in the last one that I did, which was what I was expecting, they started in different uh, age groups. Yeah. So they assumed that uh, that the young men were going to be some of the fastest. So they had 18 to 24. You proved them wrong. Yeah, I proved them <laughs> wrong. That's right. Uh, so they had 18. Yeah, they might have uh, learned from uh, my first half. Right. <laughs> they like, yo, this late Morrison guy, you know, like, we might not, yeah. we need to change this up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they did. They started on um, 18 to 24 last. Um, uh, but this time, which I actually think is a much better uh, way of doing it, yeah. they um, they had you kind of all grouped together based on your expected swim time. Um, so you have to uh, kind of have some idea of how fast you're going to go. And we basically, I think we got into the second to last group. Um, I was pretty which, spot on. We were in the 50 to 55 minutes. Yeah. And I, I think I came in right at 56 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, we were pretty yeah. spot on. With I, well, that. I think we were both supposed to be in the last group <laughs> because <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I definitely didn't make the 55 minute mark either, but, um, yeah, the swim went well. And then as I was getting, what, uh, what, what, like, do you, what do you find to be the most difficult part of the swim? Um, I, so definitely, uh, kind of the chop and people like trying the, to like, what do you get mean, around. What you do you mean the chop? 
like the like just uh like choppy water. Oh, okay. The, yeah. like the 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 wind on the yeah. on the lake and everything. Well, it wasn't just wind because people are swimming. Oh, that's true. Swimming that true. by yeah. you. So as I'm trying to like grab a breath, there's uh, somebody who who like picks their arm out of the water to take another stroke, and then that that water like splashes I, into your face. I took a few <laughs> sips that way too. Oh yeah, dude. I, I took I, so many slaps to the head too. Yeah, I was. Too. It kind of pissed me off. Right. The the thing that I was uh, really was not expecting was how uh, aggressive people are in the water. Yeah. It's like it's a literally a free for all. The, the the people next to you walking up to the start, they could be the friendliest people, but when you get in the water, it's just like I'm surviving. I don't care what happens to you. And you're like, what yeah. just happened? I thought we were best friends. Right. Well, I did. I did get a lot of sorries, and I said sorry to quite a few people as well. And they're like, oh, it's all good, man, or something like that. So, so people like expect that to happen. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's it is kind of it throws you off your yeah. element, especially when you're already like a super weak swimmer, right? <laughs> and you're trying to swim as people are like half drowning you. <laughs> that makes it a lot more difficult. So. Um, I, I think that was. I, I couldn't believe how how far 1.2 miles is in the water. Yeah. It's pretty I, far. I've, I've never swam that far. Yeah. I think the farthest we went was 0. 0.6, right? Yeah. yeah uh, we did during training, <laughs> and I I just remember like 30 minutes into the swim, I was like, when is this going to finish? Because it's kind of like a a recti- rectangle that you go around, or like yeah. three sides of a rectangle. Um, yeah, we went straight out for probably half a mile, and then we. We turned uh, right. 90 degrees yeah. right. We did probably 0.2 miles, and then we did another half mile back. Yeah. The the second right, when you go to the straightaway to the getting out of the water, that was like the longest. It was. I felt like I was it, in an <laughs> affinity pool. Right. It felt like I was just getting pulled away even though we were in a reservoir. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like it was the ocean. It, yeah. I kept looking up, and I was like, wait, is the beach farther? <laughs> It, it seemed oh. like it kept moving. But anyways, so um, we got out of the water, and I was just relieved. Once my feet just hit uh, dry land, like yeah. I was super relieved, and I was like, okay, the rest of the day is going to be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really – and um, that's pretty much how it went. Uh, the whole uh, day was pretty good. The run was super difficult, but the bike, uh, that was pretty – The bike That was w- fairly easy. The bike was badass, okay? Like – um, the going, riding through, uh, Boulder, you see the mountains in the distance, the, the terrain wasn't that hilly. There were some hills, but it mostly like you could just cruise, um, and beautiful weather for, it was a perfect day for the race. So I was just the entire, entire ride. I was booking it as fast as I can, but I was also taking time and like looking around. I was like, man, we are in such a beautiful place. Yeah. And the really cool thing, uh, was when we were talking with, uh, I believe you were there in the beginning of the race, we were talking with David, the guy, uh, our really good friend that ran it with us. He was talking about uh, gratitude. And he, was, uh, and he said, during the race, when it seems like you're, when you're at a point when you're fatigued, you're tired, and you're in pain, and uh, you wish that it could just end, like he said, just take a moment, stop on the side of the road, take a few gulps of your Gatorade or or have a, some snacks or some water and just like look around and just be be happy with where you are. 
It's like be happy with the environment you're in and uh, having this opportunity to to do this race and being as, as healthy and fi- as fit as we are and being able to come out to Boulder. And that helped me so much th- yeah. throughout the thing because, um, I mean, during the whole entire race, you're talking um, hours. You're in your head the entire time. Right. So you don't have any music, you don't have anything, and you're just thinking. So being able to think of like those positive things and being grateful for where you are, that helped me immensely. So, <laughs> yeah. But the cycling was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that was, was awesome. That was really sweet. And speaking about David, we we need to say this. His um, so his like derailer thing in the back. It, oh uh, yeah. He he didn't. So he um he shipped his bike as well, but he went to the airlines and um. And he reassembled his bike on his own, uh, but he didn't quite do it right. And uh, his back gears ended up shredding his cable. So he couldn't actually shift gears. So um, he, uh, there were like bike techs along the, uh, along the course and they stopped uh, to help him out. But they really couldn't do anything because yeah. they can't like re- refit his cable yeah, right. <laughs> like halfway <laughs> through the race. Uh, so he ended up, um, doing the entire, it was at least half of the bike course, the second half of the bike course. He said it was right about at the 30 mile mark. Yeah. With two gears, (laughs) which is just insane because there weren't that many, um, hills, but like to only have two gears is crazy. And, uh, major like props to him because he beat both of us on the ball. Well, even uh, in addition to that, one of his, uh, I have to mention this now that you said that (laughs) one of his goals in our Academy, uh, was to bike 18 miles per hour for one hour straight. And he accomplished that in the Academy. But what was crazy was during this race for the three hours he was on the bike, he did over 18 miles an hour for all three hours. Like <laughs> that's machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And, uh, actually our cousin, uh, Sig, he did the race as well and he averaged over he, 20 miles per he hour. He murdered us. Yeah. Okay. He destroyed us. But uh, he's a local here. So that yeah. like, that's, well, he that had that advantage. Bit, but he also, he also put in like a ton of work for, right. uh, like training and yeah, stuff. I'm just, so. giving, I'm just giving him trash. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, that's, um, I mean, that's the real deciding factor there. But, uh, Anyway, so yeah, we both finished the uh, bike. I think I did like 311. You did 315 like, or something. Uh, about 320. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So yeah, we uh, got through that, and then we got to the run, and I was feeling like surprisingly good getting off of the bike. Like that, I um, felt worse getting out of the water to my bike than yeah, I did too. from my bike right. to the running, right. which. Threw, threw me off yeah. because I, I was expecting to start running and be like, okay, cramped already. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was a really smooth transition. Yeah. And I, I just kind of like found my pace and I kept going with it. Right. Because we have tried like a few short runs off of a long bike ride. Oh my goodness. And it's like nothing works properly. And, and you look down and all your muscles are muscles are just like compulsing and, yeah. and like moving around. Well, they're around. like spazzing out. Spazzing, they, that's, that's they want to hearing. They want to just like seize up and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And that's exactly what happened during my first Ironman. Uh, but apparently we did our nutrition right or something nutrition uh, it had to have been nutrition did, yeah, yeah i think it was mostly nutrition because i was um i basically just did gatorade throughout the entire bike so um i did uh i had some 
kind of gummy type things, some yeah. vegan gummy thing. Um, and uh, it had but, a little caffeine in it, some sugar and yeah. uh, electrolytes. It was like some green tea gummy. Yeah, so that, it, was it was delicious. Actually really good. It was so good. I was just so. On those so the I whole went time. to yeah. I was expecting to have like a few bags of those, but I ended up only having uh, two full bags because it just wasn't quite sitting right. So I started uh, just kind of focusing on liquid nutrition, yeah. just doing Gatorade. But whatever we did, it worked because we both got off the bike and we're feeling pretty good. Uh, we saw each other in T2. And uh, I actually thought that you were ahead of me because I never even saw you were ahead of me after the swim. Yeah. And then I never saw you on the bike course. Uh, did you ever see me pass you or? Well, I, like I like I mentioned, I, I saw you at the, the porta potties, the last set of porta potties yeah. before you go yeah, get back stop. on, get back I onto think- <laughs> the highway and do the two yeah. laps again. Yeah, I actually drank too much water, too much Gatorade because I had to pee. <laughs> yeah, I I, I had to <laughs> pee too. Weird. Um, but I I knew I needed to do it during the the ride and not the run because I knew if I took even three minutes off uh, from running, my my legs will kind of start to get tired and fatigued. Yeah. So I like for me when it comes to running, I have to just be consistent and just keep on moving, uh, or else my legs will start to say like, hey, uh, now it's time to rest. Right. <laughs> Uh, but the, yeah, well, I saw you on the bike ride and then, uh, getting into the, to the run, we felt fantastic. And it was, that was such a relief. I, I was so worried about get that yeah. transition. Cause I was like 13.1, 13.1 miles, never ran it. And I feel like I'm going to have to run it with cramps. <laughs> yeah, in my that's legs. true. You have literally never run like what over 10 miles, I guess, over uh, 11 miles. Uh, my farthest has been like 11.3. And yeah. so uh, going into this, uh, the only thing I've ever done was biked over 56 miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it like, there were a lot of unknowns. I didn't really know what was going on, but I, I had that mentality. I was like, I'm going to finish this regardless of what happens. Uh, so going into the run, fantastic. Uh, and it was a two loop course. Uh, and yeah. so 6.05 miles per yeah. e- for each lap. And man, it was hot. Yeah, it, it was, was super hot. I didn't have a hat on, and as most of you guys know, I'm practically bald, and so the heat was just like cooking my head. Like <laughs> I don't even know. Like yeah, <laughs> I, I, I they had water stations at every single mile marker, or two miles, or some. I think it was about every single mile. Yeah, it was about every mile. And so every single time, I chugged a small thing of Gatorade and poured ice water on my head, and I kept going. Um, but the, the run went smoothly. The first lap, I didn't stop once. Uh, and then the second lap, that's when it went a little downhill. It's not, I'm not going to say it completely fell off. Uh, but, uh, I definitely did a little bit of walking on the second lap just because, uh, my body, I've, I've, I've so never you didn't do any walking on the first lap. None. Oh, wow. No walking whatsoever. Wow, you must have been like really close to me. Cause I had to walk a little bit on the first lap. Yeah. I, I felt solid in the first yeah. one. I was just going. And it, what I what I love when I'm running is like new environments. Uh, like I don't like seeing the same thing. Uh, so like starting the run, like I was like, oh, I'm running somewhere where I've never been before. The scenery's different. Uh, this is kind of unknown. And then when I, the worst part of the entire race was yeah. the turnaround point, or the turnaround point for the run. And I'm going to try to explain this as best as I can. But when you when you come to the end of your first lap, there are two uh, chutes that you can go down. And the chute to the right 
is to finish the race. Yeah, it goes it, into the finish line. It says you you hear people cheering. Yeah. You see like finish line this way and then the shoot to the left says lap 2. Yeah. And when I got to that point, I was like, "Man, I do not because obviously you've already been through the first lap yeah. and you're like, I do not want to run that that right. course again." Uh, yeah, it was and, I was really challenging mentally. So that that like got to me mentally a little bit. It it took me about two miles to get that out of my head, and then it was just like, "Hey, finish this, finish this." After yeah. that, but uh, yeah, that was definitely the lowest point of the entire yeah. race. <laughs> well, yeah, I totally agree. Seeing that sign. Yeah. <laughs> so in my first, uh, I've told you this before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but in my first marathon in Lake Placid, um, it's a two loop course, and I knew that going into it. But um, I I felt really good on the first lap. Yeah. Like things were just cranking. I was doing really well. I think I I uh, got through the first lap in about an hour and forty five minutes, which is a pretty was solid this, pace. Was this a half marathon or the full marathon? It was a full marathon, okay. but I got the first half marathon done in about an hour and forty five minutes. So that's yeah. a pretty solid pace. Um, and then the same thing happens. There's a Y where like one shoot goes off into the finish line and you hear everyone cheering. And then the other is like, okay, you're going to go do all of that stuff again. <laughs> and it was terrible because yeah. uh, Lake Placid is just like in the mountains. So you're just going up or down. There was like, there were no flat sections whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, the thing that really crushed me is I was running in this pack of people and then literally 90% of them just veer off <laughs> at the halfway mark and they go into the finish line and i was like oh shoot like yeah, all terrible. of those people were half marathoners they just took I'm, your soul <laughs> yeah exactly and now i have to go do this again and i know exactly what i just went through and um anyways the second lap ended up being a disaster yeah i i, I hit like the worst wall i have ever hit before and ended up finishing in like uh, just under five hours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the second, the second lap was so bad, but anyways, that, uh, that was definitely the most challenging part of, um, luckily it wasn't a full marathon though. So yeah. it was only six point, right. Whatever <laughs> miles per lap. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it finishing the run was, uh, great. I can say that I didn't cramp once during the entire race, which blew my mind. Uh, but like crossing that finish line though was uh, such a great feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of like this is like your first race that's like not a five k, right? Like your first yeah. kind of serious race. Well, I mean, even five k's, you don't even really have people cheering you on. Yeah. You just have it like, hey, high five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not to downplay a five k because right. for some people that's like that's a huge accomplishment and that's awesome. But yeah. this is like your first like major race, right? So. Yeah. What did that feel like as you're crossing the line? Were you like, oh, thank God this is done? Or, it's the, or what was uh, it? I'm, I'm going to compare it back to a bodybuilding competition. It's the same feeling after completing uh, that day. It's like uh, you you reflect on all the training that you've done. You uh, you get emotional with like happiness and uh, relief. And then it like everything hits you in a wall, like with bodybuilding, you, you are extremely tired at the end of the day, same with this race. But the thing that's different from these two is like this race, like instantly when I stopped moving, I just felt it all in my legs. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, I need crutches. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I, I felt I would, it too. Like I was, I was just demolished after. Well, when when I came across the finish line, Leif was just laying in a patch of grass. <laughs> it looked like he passed out or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was really tough. Um, and I ended up kind of just laying down for. I he think was he was silent for about an hour and a half. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think it was about two hours or so that I was just like done. Yeah, I, <laughs> but well, it I was would, mostly the sun. Like it wasn't even. It was. I was fatigued physically, but it was like. I wasn't expecting the sun to be so harsh. Yeah. Um, I think part of that has to do with the altitude. Part of that has to do with the fact that there was no shade whatsoever on the run course. Yeah. And um, there, there were a lot of people that were getting overheated. Yeah. There, there were a few people that were picked up by ambulances and stuff. That's another thing. It's like seeing people like fall out. Like it, it made the the race that much more serious because uh, like 70.3 miles is a long distance to go. Yeah. And a lot of people, there were some people that were getting into some trouble with the heat and with accidents and it's pretty cutthroat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw two people who had completely wiped down the bikes. Yeah. And, I couldn't uh, imagine wiping out at 30 miles an hour on a bike. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, tw- 20, uh, yeah, 25. Just, uh, I mean, it looks gruesome and I, um, I guess we haven't heard any follow-up from those people, so right. I really hope they're okay. But, uh, yeah, this is no joke. Like, this is a, a serious race. So, anyways, um, of course, we have to talk about finishing time. So, well, Leif just um, wants to talk about that because he beat me. Well, <laughs> I think that's called for because in T2, so transition two between the bike and the run, um, I – I was just kind of putting, finishing, putting on my running gear. And then Anders comes into the transition, like, I guess two or three minutes behind me. And, uh, and I said to you, I was like, oh man, I thought that you were ahead of me. And, uh, and you said, no, you passed me, but I'm going to pass you soon or something. You're like, said, I'm going to catch up I, to you on I the said, run. I said, I'll catch up to you on the run. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I said that just to motivate him, you know, I was like, I just, wanna, oh, I, just yeah. I just want to push him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you certainly accomplished that. So anyways, um, our cousin Sig absolutely destroyed the race. Like he crushed it. Uh, he ended well, up I don't finishing... even know if I want you to compare him to us. <laughs> well, no, I'm just kidding. I want to give him kidding. a shout out because no, he, 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 he crushed, crushed it. it. Yeah. So, uh, our cousin Sig finished in five hours, 26 minutes and 37 seconds, which is com- which is super awesome. That's amazing. Um, our cl- our past client David, our friend David, uh, he finished in six hours and seventeen minutes and fifty seconds. So uh, six seventeen. I finished. Um, yeah, I was next in the finishing lineup. I finished in six hours and fifty four minutes. Uh, and you finished in seven hours and, and 12 minutes, minutes. Yeah. which is ahead, which was faster than, uh, my first half Ironman. So oh, was it, I so thought, you, I thought you had you said that you got seven hours, five minutes on your first one. No, 15, oh. Oh, seven hours, 15 minutes. Hey, okay. Yeah. Now I feel a lot better about my time. <laughs> oh, so you've just been like downplaying your, your whole performance. So yeah, you beat, uh, kind of my first performance. So, uh, we'll see about next time, but uh, so you came uh, across the line in 7:12, and then our dad uh, made it in 8:24, and Which, I believe uh, the cutoff was 8:30. It was 8:30. So he literally finished uh, less than six minutes ahead of the cutoff. But okay, well we have to elaborate this on a little bit. This man, our dad, did not train at all. Literally not uh, at all. He, he did, did like one I think, 20 mile bike ride. I think ride. he did two uh, 15 to 20 mile bike rides. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. And a few laps. I th- believe yeah. he did a few laps. No running, no anything else. And 
Just uh, a few laps in the pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he, he the day before the race with no training, he gets like this stomach bug and he's bedridden for hours. Yeah, and he, he was felt messed up. He he wasn't even talking to us in the hotel room. He was. He, he basically th- slept the entire day before the race. Yeah, he threw up and everything. Like he was feeling terrible. And the race day, I could see it in his eyes. He's just like, "This is not happening today." <laughs> yeah. And I I don't know what got him through the swim and the bike. Uh, I understand the swimming, but I don't, I'm actually surprised he got through the bike as easy as he did. Uh, and then when he started the run, he he uh, made friends with this this guy on the run and uh they just finished together which was incredible yeah. uh he he wouldn't have been able to do it without him and they both finished at the sa- exact same time they both didn't train uh which was <laughs> pretty funny uh but it was really cool to see our dad finish and it hello hey there hey Well, sorry about that, guys. We uh, we had the uh, Airbnb host come and knock on our, our door. We're living in uh, their basement for the next few days, and uh, they they that didn't know. Creepy, <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, they didn't know that we were recording a podcast, so we thought we might as well just leave this in and uh, just continue the conversation. Yeah. So, anyways, we were talking about our dad finishing, and like it's just incredible that he was able to do this with l- practically zero training yeah. and. Like he was seriously sick the uh, the day before, I, so he still was able to finish, and that's pretty awesome. I really don't know how he did it, and it it was it's something that uh, like a story like his that just shows like what you're capable of, yeah. you know. Uh, even when you don't think that you can do something, right. it's, it's a matter of, yeah, we're all so capable of way more than we think that we are. And if you allow yourself to just kind of like, uh, just be kind of pulled in by those limiting beliefs and those like, Oh, I can't do this kind of mentality. Then, uh, you're not going to be able to do it. But the reason that he was able to finish was because this guy, uh, first of all, he did uh, crushed the swim. He got through the bike. I saw him a few times during the bike. I yeah, think same, he did same, too. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, come on dad. Like great work and stuff. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'm doing it. This hurts, but I'm doing it. Yeah. And anyways, he gets to the bike and, um, yeah, there was, there would be no way he would have finished, uh, within the time limits. If, um, uh, if this guy hadn't, uh, if he didn't meet I, this I forget, guy, I forget his name. I want to say it was David. I think it was David. I think yeah. it was David. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the the funny thing is, uh, David, I, I believe he's retired, but he was in the the army, and he was a a drill. He was a, like our dad's <laughs> drill sergeant for the, yeah. the for the run. He kept on saying like, just one more mile, one more mile. Yeah. All right, you could do this. Yeah. <laughs> and at uh, I think it was like two miles left to go. Um, we didn't obviously see this, but we heard from them. I that uh, our dad was like, "Hey David, just like go ahead, like go and finish. Like we're not gonna make it." <laughs> I'm he was letting back. his mind get to him. <laughs> yeah, even the last two miles of a seventy point three mile race that can still happen. Uh, but this guy David was like, "No, we're finishing together, or we're not finishing at all." And then uh, I guess our dad felt uh, like he'd be pretty, he'd feel pretty guilty right. <laughs> if he held this guy back from finishing. So um, they ended up picking up the pace and they finished it. So uh, yeah, all in all, it was a, a phenomenal day. Uh, super amazing race. Like the scenery and everything was beautiful. I, I don't think you could have had very, a better day for it. 
Um, it was just, yeah, the scenery was amazing. Yeah. Weather was amazing. The people, the staff was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they were yeah, just Yeah, the so... cool thing is that uh, in these races, it's mostly volunteers. Yeah. So, um, and they, like, cheer you along during the race. They're at all the aid stations giving out water and food and stuff. So, um, it's just really well put together. It's a super amazing environment. Um, and I think it being in Boulder made it even more special because it's right. just um, – it's a very kind especially of for us because cool we, we got to travel out there and experience a new environment and stuff like that so yeah it was a fantastic race uh we crushed some awesome thai food afterwards yeah and then we, oh man that restaurant was so good <laughs> and then we essentially just passed out after yeah, that. We did. <laughs> so um i want to ask you uh you said uh, i guess this was a few weeks ago maybe a month or so ago uh, you were like, yeah, I'm not really worried about this race. Like, I think I'm I'm going to do pretty well. Uh, so, how challenging was it in comparison to what you were expecting? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, it was easier than I expected. It would, the the entire race was that's kind of surprising. Yeah. Uh, I was, you, you were hyping it up to be so, this really extremely <laughs> difficult thing. And you started getting in my head a little bit. And, uh, I just like kept on reminding myself, like, it's only a 1.2 mile swim. And I, you, I'm really, uh, the way I look at things is like cutting it off in chunks. And so as I progress to the race, I just say, okay, just this much more, just that much more. Oh, we'll get to this point, that type of thing. And, uh, with the smooth transition transition from the the bike to the run like that just made the race that much better yeah that uh, helped my, a lot my nutrition was on point no cramps uh i was expecting to cramp uh throughout the run and everything like that and i f thought i was going to have a much more difficult time and so after the run i expected to be laying next to you on the ground and like passed out and not like and just like being dead. Yeah. But I was walking around, I was talking, I was able to have conversations and um and I could still like I felt like I really pushed myself, but it was like at the point where it wasn't to the point where I would hurt myself. It was uh just pushing myself and listening to my body the entire time and kind of being efficient in with with every uh portion of the race yeah so in whole like yeah of course it was freaking tough of course i was uh extremely sore uh and fatigued afterwards uh but all in all i think it was a fantastic race and um it was a little easier than i expected it to be wow <laughs> which is crazy to even think so, about <laughs> so one of the things that you really wanted to do kind of from this race the major thing that you wanted to get out of it is like building mental toughness mental grit yeah so, and you just said like you didn't push yourself to the point of death, which is good. But, uh, did you push yourself to the point where you like built more mental toughness or how did that play out? Uh, yes. So the, the way that I would say that it, it's, it was a success was because I was constantly moving, uh, and uh, looking at like a race like this, I've never done anything to this extreme with endurance before or anything like that. Um, and I went into the race with a few goals. And one of my goals was to uh, continue just cons uh, constantly be moving throughout the entire race, uh, except for transitions and doing that type of thing. 
Um, and I did that. Uh, and I, there, there were just like, a you few, mean just not stopping at any point, not stopping whatsoever. And, uh, if I did have to stop from running, I was walking. And if I was walking, it was speed walking. Yeah. So I was constantly moving. And the, the thing that I loved about the race was just being to myself. I yeah. loved being in my head and just talking to myself and, uh, sticking to things like what David said with gratitude and, uh, I wanted to get through the race and just be able to, to, to say that I, I gave it everything. Yeah. And I did. I, I certainly did. Um, the only thing that I wanted to do differently was to get under seven hours. Yeah. That was the only thing that I would have, um, I could have put, I don't really think I could have pushed myself any harder, uh, without hurting myself. Yeah. So and eleven minutes, even though it's a seven-hour race, like eleven minutes is no small. It's chunk not. Of change. It's not. And I and I I've I've been thinking about it ever since the race, and I I don't really I could if I trained I could make it make up, uh I don't know a few minutes on the swim yeah. and a few minutes. No, on, if you had if you had put in the work up front right, in training, exactly. you would have easily been able to do it. So I guess that's it's, that's a better answer to your question is based off of all the training that I did. Uh, for this race, yeah, you I, have gone I, faster. <laughs> I could, there's no way I could have gone faster. Yeah. Um, so I just, I found my rhythm. I stuck to it. I was co- uh, consistent with it and I did not stop. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. And that's, yes, I did. I built, built up mental strength and, uh, now I feel confident and, uh, wanting to do a full Ironman. Yeah. I think that's the next level for me. Not even I, another half. Yeah. I, I think I just want to go for it. Well, I think when you're training seriously for a full Ironman, it's um, it just kind of fits into your training program. It, to it do, might be a stepping stone to do a half, yeah. like uh, halfway between kind of your training for the thing. So, um, so I think yeah, another half or two makes sense, uh, even if like the next real big goal is a full Ironman. Um, but kind of beyond that, uh, what's the next big challenge for you right now? Like now that this is all for plates. Like what is kind of your main focus now to put on more plates? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I, I, I'm going to refocus my literally weight plates. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> weight plates. Uh, I'm going to refocus, uh, all my, uh, training. I'm, I'm, I think I'm still going to do some cardio because I actually have learned to enjoy running and cycling from this, which yeah. I thought I would never, that would never happen. Uh, but my next biggest goal is a 500 pound deadlift. That is my next biggest goal. Yeah. And so I, I cannot so wait. What to, are you at right now? Uh, my PR is 430. Yeah, so that's a, that's a pretty big step. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's going to take some time. I, I think in the next next two months, I can, I'm going to get 455. Uh, I just need to get back onto the, the train schedule I was on. Yeah. Um, because I, I just want to jump in here and say that we tapered down kind of our strength training and weight training. Uh, in probably like the two weeks leading up to it. And uh, the past two weeks, we've gone to the gym more often than not, but it's still been really difficult because, because we've been traveling right. uh, all over Colorado. <laughs> so. And and it's not the same equipment. The the bars aren't the same that we yeah. well, that I'm used to. So uh, not saying altitude, that... the altitude, actually. Yeah, and the altitude. Not saying that uh, we have been getting bad workouts in. It just hasn't been what we've been familiar with. 
So I really look forward to getting back to our our home base, McMillan's training yeah. systems. Uh, I can't wait to get back to my deadlift bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something special about, uh, going home and also going back to your home gym. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, actually speaking about the altitude, we didn't talk about that yet. Um, that was kind of a major concern of mine. I don't think you were as concerned about it, yeah, but I wasn't really, but, um, I didn't even want to have another concern in my head. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. There are only so many concerns you can put up there. Uh, but the elevation in Boulder is about 5,300 feet. Um, and back home, we're pretty much at sea level. Uh, it's actually like th- 367 or something like that. Pretty much sea level. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go up uh, to like a mile elevation. Um, and I, I know you were kind of affected for like the first day and a half or so. I was as well. Like, I'm glad that we showed up a few days before the it, race. All, all it was was a, a slight headache. Yeah. That was the only thing. and it, Slight it was, headache, and I was a little winded, like, kind of walking upstairs and stuff. Yeah, but. I, I, I didn't really get that effect until we went to our aunt and uncle's, which yeah. they're, they're at 8,200 feet. Right. So when I was went for a run with our cousin out there, uh, I definitely felt it going up yeah. the hills. <laughs> yeah, so Boulder is at 5,300, and then we went up to Bailey, Colorado, which is in the mountains, um, not, not like the highest, uh, mountains in Colorado, but 8,200 feet is, uh, what's that? Like one and a half times right. where, where you're at in Boulder. Um, and I felt that a lot more as well. Like even when I was, uh, going to the gym and trying to do weight training, life was huffing and puffing. I was <laughs> huffing and puffing. Like, yeah, I was the big bad wolf. <laughs> I, so I went up to, um, I felt it, uh, especially in squats. Cause when I went up to the bar, um, and I was, uh, I was trying to do sets of three fifteen. And I was getting, I felt like it was an aerobic workout and not an anaerobic workout. Yeah. Like I felt like I was doing cardio with, uh, doing like sets of five or six reps. And, right. um, and that is, uh, really bizarre. It's, it's a weird feeling to feel like you, your, your muscles aren't fatigued, but yeah. your, your lungs are, which yeah. you don't really have ever right. have that feeling yeah. Because you're so used to the area that you live in, you know? Right. So, yeah. So that, that's been kind of weird. Uh, but now we're back down, uh, at, uh, kind of the, uh, Denver area altitude. So, uh, yeah, we're back around like 5,300 feet. So we'll see how kind of our workouts go for the next few days. But anyways, yeah, like these have, uh, the past two weeks has been super awesome. The race was super awesome. Um, uh, oh, Colorado one of the things, is freaking beautiful. Colorado is freaking amazing. <laughs> I think we might oh have kind goodness. of sealed the deal on uh, our next move. You, yeah, you guys that have been listening for a while know that we've been thinking about Colorado, and I think uh, this trip definitely solidified everything. So yeah, we definitely need to make something happen. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the one other thing that I will mention is um, uh, from all the sun. I got the worst sunburn of my entire life. Like I, what you're talking about your face. Yeah. Like my face was, I looked like I had scales. <laughs> I was like, I was uh, like shedding like snake skin. It looks absolutely terrible. But uh, you I had guess some that's, blisters too. Sun, like I had literally you, like you had a little sunburn s- blisters. It was like a little bit of sun poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what really killed me at the finish line. I think that's why I like totally passed out because the sun just like, literally chewed yeah. me up and spit me out that fair Norwegian skin of yours. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, like the whole race was amazing. Everything went, uh, really well. Um, and it all went, 
basically according to plan, which uh, is uh, pretty rare. So yeah, so I that's super awesome. Look and, forward to next year. And uh, yeah, we're definitely going to be uh, kind of preparing a little bit more for our next race. Uh, but now we've kind of got a taste of it, and um, so what's eventually, your, what's your goal now? You asked me the question. Now I have to yeah. ask you. Well, definitely kind of getting back to uh, uh, focusing on increasing uh, my numbers in the gym. Yeah. So is there one specifically that you want to get up? Um, well, I mean, it's the same numbers that I've been shooting for forever. It's a 315 bench, a 405 uh, grass squat, and then a 500-pound deadlift. So, like, those are the numbers. We have one I in think, common. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to hit the deadlift first. Um definitely between the two of us <laughs> yeah. uh, well, but also <laughs> but also in terms of like those three lifts like that will be the first one that i accomplish and then um i don't know my bench has not been going well the past uh few months like i've i've well, been now we can focus on it i've been like majorly stuck yeah because i've been uh spending so much time swimming and <laughs> no not really <laughs> so uh, <laughs> oh jokes yeah but um yeah anyways things are good uh those are kind of my next goals and um I'd like to know, like, what are your next goals? Uh, like, we talk all the time about kind of our goals, what we're working towards. So what are you working towards right now? Like, what is your main fitness goal that you're trying to accomplish? So um, we try to, like, uh, be a part of our community as much as possible, hear, like, uh, what you guys are up to. So be sure to kind of like tag us on Instagram. Just uh, just bring us along in your journey. We want to see what you are up to, kind of the goals that you're accomplishing, what's next for you. If uh, if an Ironman is next on your plate, like a full Ironman or maybe a half Ironman, uh, perhaps you could uh, join us down the road. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I want to see your meal preps. I want to see your your flex friday i want to see all those things so tag us in there and uh we'll show some love and we just want to see like who is uh in the same movement as us yeah and, uh, it's it's just Who's really just cool like to see. challenging status quo pushing yeah. kind of uh their vegan fitness journey accomplishing their goals and uh yeah that's what it's all about so until next time keep challenging the freaking status quo